0: Consent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents, boys and girls. I am so happy you guys are here. So much is going on in the world. Uh, we are going to cover a bunch of ground today. First of all, if you love the show, you can go out there and support it at patreon.com slash radicalpod. appreciate everybody that has become a patron for as little as a dollar. It really helps the uh, the show grow, and I appreciate all the people who are showing up, who are sharing, who are retweeting, who are sharing videos, doing clips, you name it. You guys are absolutely awesome people and that's what the show needs uh also if you want to listen to this and earn sats at the same time you can go to fountain fm and as you listen you earn sets and it also earns me sets, so it's really complimentary great place to earn Bitcoin at a real, real cheap, uh, cheap, a real easy way to do it that's going to add up in the future. Obviously, mathematics being certain, and as time goes on, you guys are seeing firsthand that what we've been talking about for a long time, this economic implosion that's going on and the escape hatch that Bitcoin is, uh, is a perfect way to do this. If you're listening anyway, I mean, let's just say it adds up to the Bitcoin adds up to you know, something in the future. You, you're already listening. You might as well earn something at the same time. Uh, so that's Fountain FM. You can go out there and download it. You can download it on your uh, your Mac, uh, your, your Windows uh, devices, or whatever you got uh, in terms of uh, the way you listen. Uh, outside of that, if you need to send me anything, you can send it to Shane at RadicalPod.com. Uh, and I guess we'll get on with the show. I've got a reading for you guys at the end of the show, but I wanted to kind of cover some stuff that's happening. There's so much going on in the world right now that it can be uh, a little uh, overwhelming, to say the least. It can be uh, scary for a lot of people. It can keep you up. It can keep your brain turning. Uh, It can push you into a negative realm very, very fast. And you know, this is something that you've got to be aware of. It's something that you've got to be able to fight. It's got to be something... That you know, internally, you have to be able to see it so that you can go the other direction extremely fast. Um, what's happening in the world right now uh, in terms of the WEF, the IMF, uh, the, 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 the giant pedo rings that are out there that are going on, what's happening in uh, the Twitter files, this is oh, a lot for the human mind to digest. Tons and tons and tons, right? Like just absolute uh, pandemonium. And I think there are a lot of people that really hate what is coming out. A lot of really powerful people who are at the top of the fiat game, who control banks, who control countries, who control civilizations and culture and food supplies and travel and social media. These are extremely powerful people. And as the world reserve currency Dies and their power is waning, and they're being exposed, and questions are being asked. You wouldn't be a normal person if you, you know, weren't a little alarmed, weren't going like, "What's going to happen?" You know, as this thing falls apart, where am I going to be? How am I going to adjust? What do I need to be doing? Uh, and you know, in, in previous shows, if you've been around for a while, you know that I talk about being anti-fragile. Um, that is not the point of this show. The point of this show is to talk about people who are thinkers, who are escaping, who are doing something that is outside of what they want you to do. In the news this morning, Andrew Tate, who I'm not a fan of. Like I don't like he says some really cool stuff but I'm not like a follower of Andrew Tate. Uh Andrew Tate got arrested in Romania. Uh, I believe it was overnight. And there is a ton that is already in the news cycle about what happened. Now, the official narrative and what they're trying to push through the uh, the the normal mainstream press, what they're pushing uh, all over the place in disinformation and misinformation, is that Andrew Tate had underage girls at his residence. And what they were doing um, was, you know, uh, trafficking uh, people, like trafficking kids, whatever. Now, Andrew Tate has spoken out a lot against this kind of stuff. Uh, And, you know, I think he's absolutely a pretty smart guy what i hadn't followed about andrew tate was kind of like his his adoption of the matrix which for you guys that have seen the show in the past especially the the shows that are on youtube and live and a lot of what you'll see in my intro is very much adoption of what i think is the matrix you know what what these people who have this fiat currency and this fiat power and this fiat government and fiat world and fiat banking system have created around us has you know he he's attacked it he is he's seen it he understands it and he's attacked it he talks about a lot of things in you know in in context right is what they first try to do is they try to cancel you and when that happens you know a lot of people get deplatformed um, you can look at guys like Alex Jones you can look at uh, Project Veritas you can look at all of these things uh, and when you stand up against these people when you say anything and especially about the pedos that run you know basically everything that have been part of society in plain sight for a very long time that you know people have been called crazy over that have been deplatformed over that have been arrested over and eventually killed over you know things are starting to you, you just you can't deny these things at some point um, but uh, Andrew Tate has not been quiet about any of this kind of stuff, and he he went on uh, Twitter the other day, and I guess he said something uh, to Greta, um, the you know the, the the child from Europe that talks about you know the world ending and how you know the generations uh, that are older than hers need to get in line with ESG and all this other bullshit. And I think he said something like, hey, you know, I've got like 33 cars Uh, and he bragged about how large the engines were. And she struck back um, talking about, you know, you know, calling them basically small dick energy and all this other kind of stuff and warning. Sometimes I swear it's not it's not to be offensive. It's because it's either what's happening or um, my my passion comes out. But um, last night he uh, he joined Tucker Carlson after this whole thing and uh, wanted to take a take a minute and share this with you because I think it's really important. Like Tucker Carlson's doing some pretty good stuff these days. He is definitely getting on the the Bitcoin train, like being orange pilled. And when you do that, and then you talk about you know this with uh, Andrew Tate, who is absolutely trying to not only preserve himself, but also wake other people up uh, to have them uh, buck the system, to enrich themselves so that they can escape the system, so that they can do what they want and they want to be free, I think is a really big thing. It's very important. So uh, without further ado, let's let's have a, a quick listen. So news accounts in the United States say that the U.S. Embassy in Bucharest, Romania, WAS
1: TIPPED OFF TO YOUR MISDEEDS AND ALERTED THE LOCAL AUTHORITIES
0: YOU MIGHT BE COMMITTING HUMAN TRAFFICKING. Um, GIVEN THAT THIS IS THE SAME CHARGE THEY leveled AGAINST JULIAN ASSANGE OR A SPECIES OF IT, YOU KNOW, SKEPTICAL, BUT I WANT TO KNOW THE DETAILS. WERE YOU ARRESTED FOR HUMAN TRAFFICKING? What, WHAT HAPPENED?
1: YEAH, I WAS NOT ARRESTED. SO WHAT HAPPENED IS I SUFFERED FROM A CASE OF SWATTING. IT'S VERY POPULAR WITH PEOPLE WHO ARE LARGE ON THE INTERNET. MANY LARGE YOUTUBERS HAVE BEEN SWATTED. It's where you call the police and you say somebody has a gun or there's a hostage situation and the SWAT team arrives. Somebody made a phone call to the American Embassy saying that I was holding women at my house. The police arrived. And let me state this now. I state this uh, openly to the world. I have absolute respect for the police. I would hate to live in a country where if you call the police saying women are being held against their will, that the police don't respond. That would be terrible. Of course they should come and look, absolutely. They turned up, they investigated, They realized that nobody was in the house against their will. There was no crime committed. They said, okay, you're not a suspect, but you are a witness to this along with me, my brother, the housekeeper, uh, the gardener, everybody who was in the premises at the time was labeled a witness. We had to go to the police station for 45 minutes for pieces of paper. We filled them in and we were let go. I was swatted. Nobody was hurt. There's no human trafficking.
0: So you hear it straight from him. Uh, this is this is the way he he is, man. And I mean, he is very brash. Uh, you know, and and I, and I don't blame him. Like this is a this is a tough world. This guy is a fighter. He's a he's a world class kickboxer, right? He's made his money. He helps try to empower you know guys around the planet. And and I actually kind of really appreciate you know some of his message, right? Like I like I said, I don't listen to a lot of what he says, but he's basically telling guys. Hey man, this toxic masculinity bullshit. Hey, you need to own your masculinity. You need to be dangerous. You need to make money so that you can live outside the system so that you can be independent so that you can tell these guys to fuck off basically, right? And he talks about other things like, you know, having three strikes, which I think is actually uh really pretty interesting and i got a clip of that here let me let me play this for you guys as well
1: listen and i'm gonna say this on this podcast now to say it in every other one i would never ever kill myself i truly believe they're gonna come and they're gonna try and kill me on a long enough time frame because they tried to shut me up and i won't shut up they're gonna try and put me in jail they're gonna kill me and i would never kill myself under any circumstances ever and the reason i say this and i say this people they go but what can they put you in jail for and i'm like how ignorant are you in your ignorance to believe they need a reason you believe it's fair. You believe I can get a lawyer and prove myself innocent. That's not how it works. They decide you're guilty long before, and they find a reason why. And it doesn't matter what you do about it. You will pay the fucking price. It's not fair. None of it is. Every single system's corrupt. It actually annoys me when people say that to me. Well, just get a lawyer. Why? They can't put you in jail if you're innocent. Yes, they fucking can. And that's what people don't understand about the world. They can, and they do, and they fucking will. And that's what's scares Listen, and I'm going to say this on this podcast.
0: And then, so... He's right. And, I'm going to tell you guys right now, you know, as a guy who has stepped up and has been loud and has fought the system, you bet in the background, and I haven't told the entire story, maybe someday I will. But right now, the story is still unraveling. I have fought the system, and I have fought it from both the outside and the inside. The inside you guys don't know about. And that is a, that, that story is coming. And I'm going to tell you right now to the people that know that that's coming and listening. um, I'm going to tell you guys right now. I am of sound mind. I am of sound body. I am of good spirit, and I love my life. I love my kids. I love my wife. I love my family. I love where I live. I love what I do. The fact that I get to do this full time now and start to move out of the the shadows and the grips of these tyrants. These murderers, these thieves, these fiat bully bastards. Right? Like this is now the scenario. There's there's a lot that nobody knows. There's a few people out there that know it. There are a few people right now that have all the information on a dead man switch if anything ever happens to me. And I'm gonna tell you right now, like these people they want to find whatever they can, and they'll just put you in jail, and they'll come after you, and it isn't fair. I will tell you right now, I am battling against things like, I don't know, some taxes that I don't feel are right, like property tax, when they come to me with their their, their guns in my face, and let me tell you something, you know, up here in, uh, in Cherokee County, do you understand that I've appealed my property tax twice, and I'm going to send it to court. Because I don't use their system. I don't need their system. I don't need their schools, their government indoctrination centers for the youth. I don't need that. I don't need their sheriffs. I don't need their police. I don't really need their emergency services. And their emergency services really can't get to me and do anything anyway. This is what it means to be anti-fragile. To build an anti fragile life where you don't need these people and you can rebuke them and push them out and show them to their face that they are using law to take advantage of you, to take your money by force and coercion. They don't like that kind of stuff and they want to do something about it. But when you stand on a platform where you have, you know, undeniable truth on your side and you have, this ability now to move outside of their platforms and their media and reach people on large and in growing scales, it threatens their power. And he talks about this as well, which I think is really interesting. He's like, you know what? They are going to either censor you, which means deplatform you, cancel you, Uh, they're going to jail you, or they're going to kill you, the three lives that he talks about. And I don't think he's wrong. I actually think he's very right. Now, when you're fighting the system and you're trying to be that person who is anti-fragile and live on your own and be, you know, away from these kind of things, this is exactly why, you know, rich people don't pay taxes for the most part because they won't stand for it. And he talks about escape hatches for uh, people like, you know, like us. You know, was, you've got to have escape hatches from this absolute maniacal god-awful society in terms of taxes and government and everything else so that it doesn't implode. Because when you have young, capable fighters that absolutely live and breathe to be free, if you cage them, if you capture them, if you kill them, then other people are gonna see that. And here's what you can't have. You can't have a majority of people who aren't rich, who continue to get taken from day in and day out, and have something like this, you know, um, happen? Because this is what starts revolutions. This is what starts revolutions. And I will tell you personally, you know, when they come to me and they tell me, you know, when and maybe maybe I'll share this audio with you guys someday. My my wife recorded it when I went before the uh, the tax assessors here in Cherokee County. And I said, "Look, guys." I don't use your system. I don't want to use your system. I have nothing to do with the system. I just want to keep my money. I'm not asking for much. And I'm telling you right now, there's quote unquote, the letter of the law. There is the spirit of the law. But what you guys are forgetting is the morality of the law. I told them, hey man, you know the Jews, those people were killed lawfully under Hitler. The Japanese in America, they were interned lawfully by FDR. Everybody was enslaved to a system by Woodrow Wilson and the Congress of 1913. Everyone play in that system or make enough to play outside that system. How bad do you want to be free? Well, there's a new paradigm. And that paradigm is Bitcoin, which we'll get to here in a little while. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, all of this is happening and the outs and, you know, Andrew Tate's going through all of this at the same time. But I will tell you, especially in Georgia, and I know it's this way in other places as well, is when they tell you, well, go talk to your legislator about the law. If you want to change the law, then go talk to your legislator. Well, here's the thing, in Georgia as long and, and as in other places, 20%... Is Democrat and 20% is Republican. The other 60% is non represented, can't even get on the ballot. That is exactly why this country was formed in the first place because you had taxation without representation. You are by law gone. You are pushed out of being represented. You cannot get people on the ballot. You cannot run on a ballot. You can't do any of this stuff on a ballot. And that means that liberty and freedom isn't represented by anybody. The only thing that's represented are the banks and the corporations and the government themselves taking money from you. It is a terrible, just one of the worst type of systems there could possibly be. Controlled access via fiat currency through malincentive. And I mean really heinous incentive. You want to play by their rules? You want to molest kids? You want to traffic kids? You want to go to war and kill kids? You want to kill innocent people around the world? Great, you can go do that and you make tons and tons of money. You want to embezzle money? You want to have so much money that they can't even track it. You want to do things um, that are absolutely heinous to other people where you rob them, where you take their land because they won't pay a property tax in America. You know who one of the first people, like for me, what I do when when I'm paying my mortgage is I don't pay my property tax that naturally comes out of most people's mortgages automatically because when you see it and you know what it is and you don't use their system... You're talking about quite a bit of money, people. It's, you know, when when you would adjust everything, you know, dollared income and everything else, that money, especially if you've got kids that you're raising that you homeschool, that's a lot of money that you could put towards those kids in terms of making them smarter and more educated. Which is exactly what they don't fucking want. They don't want self-thinkers. They don't want dangerous men or women, and they definitely don't want you to be able to spread that type of message. They definitely don't want it to be mainstream. So when we get to this point where you have guys sitting across a table from you in your local area telling you that what they're doing is their job and it is lawful and you tell them that it's immoral and they continue to do these kind of things, this is how revolution begins this is how war starts when you take too much from people that don't want or need and absolutely despise on a fundamental level your existence that's right government there's a lot of us there's a growing number of us now that despise your very existence so what do you do you can get mad you get angry. You can be frustrated as hell. Trust me, I know, guys. I've been there, man. I fight this all the time. I fight the idea because you know someone with a skill set like mine. I've done some terrible things in the past, terrible. But they taught me some things. They taught me a skill set that is absolutely one of those things that that could start an entire revolution. there is one thing right now that if i didn't see some hope that if i didn't see some some sort of you know sun on the distance the horizon if i didn't see the light right now i would think at some point they've taken every other option away from me if we're looking at things like we don't have we definitely don't have a, you know a democratic republic we don't have a constitutional republic we have a maybe a banana republic and i don't even say that anymore because this is not a banana republic this is a full on bank controlled type of organization you want to talk about in terms of corporate corporate bank organization the united states most of the world for that matter Man, I should have brought some more water. Um, but when they take away your ability to be represented, they that you see through the scam that is voting. When you see through the scam and the the language that they use for, quote-unquote, democracy, like most people in the world think that democracy is a good thing. They think, oh, democracy, the people decide. when well, you don't. First and foremost, there is a minority of people who decide and then have power and rule over you. And whatever they decide, whatever legislation they put on the books never comes off the books. So they've taken the ability to elect somebody to represent you. You're not represented. If you feel represented, it's because your beliefs are in line with the fucking murder cult. The, your, your beliefs are in line with the murderers and the thieves of the banks, of the politicians, of the bureaucrats, and of the zombie corporations that are propped up by both of these people. So they've taken that away from you. You can appeal it, but they won't consider the law itself. So what are you left with at the end of the day? You have a just grievance and you are absolutely Denied everything. They're going to send guys to your house with badges. And I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as the due date came to pay that property tax, do you know who called me? It wasn't the government. It was the bank. I'm going to say it again. The government didn't call me to tell me to come in and pay my property tax. On the day it was due to avoid having... The sheriff and his thugs come out here, point guns at me, put my house on the market, and take my land. My home, where I homestead, where my wife and I raise our kids, where she diligently, day after day after day, educates them. If we're not paying them, what they tell me I have to pay them, which is super inflated, by the way. These guys took a year where prices soared because people moved in the area from the northeast and the west coast, and they had gigantic salaries. And at the same time, the banks, like BlackRock, State Street, and the rest of them came in And bought up tons of property at super high prices to inflate the market. Totally an outlier year in terms of home prices. They take that to the maximum extent they can. And they tell you while looking into your eye that what we are doing is lawful. It's fucking crazy. It is immoral and they sanction force against you right at that moment. And you tell them, hey, now you're gonna sanction force against me. You're going to tell these people that they can come and now take my house, my home, the work that I have put into this, because I won't pay you for your absolute ridiculous, asinine, corrupt, mental indoctrination, school systems to build a new high school to build new schools when school attendance isn't it is is dropping is becoming like an all-time low where homeschooling is through the roof you're telling me you're going to sanction force and coercion against me to take my stuff where I have no representation whatsoever I guess you could fight it I guess you could get a band of boys together and say, "Now nah, we're not going to do that kind of stuff," which I think is coming anyway. And you could fight, and you could win for a while until you have the mass numbers, you know, like at some point, that fight is probably coming. The problem is, is that fight, no matter who wins, doesn't prove who is right or wrong. It just proves who's left. At the end of the day, who didn't get killed at what point does everybody have enough of the killing? Let me tell you from a guy that's been there and done this kind of shit. Like this is not where we want to go. So then what is the last out? The last out is for thinkers to think your way out of dramatic, deadly, costly, destructive revolution destructive war that will change your culture your society your neighborhoods your neighbors forever something that you will live with until you die things that will haunt you take it from me guys like trust me there are things that will haunt you until the day you die if this is the route you want to go I'm not saying that there's never just cause for this what I'm saying is is you have to be very smart and you have to be thinkers about this and you have to exhaust every damn Avenue out of this possible peacefully that you can. And we have just that. There's something really interesting that happens in the brain when you try to try to push down the anger. There's something that when you tame the rage and you sit still for a while, maybe even meditate, and I definitely recommend this kind of stuff. If you haven't ever like got into like grounding, meditation, any of that kind of stuff, I highly, highly recommend it. Be still and think. Those are the people that escape this awful system the thinkers, the escape hatch, where is it for you? If you have a low enough time preference, right now is a really cool time to be alive because you don't even have to be rich yet in quote unquote money, right? All you gotta do is look at something that is mathematically certain. Now I'm not telling you, you know, go in blind, do your research, get smart, think. Think, 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 think. Use your higher brain. Let the rage compel you to think. Get the rage and the madness and the hate and anger and discontent and all these bullshit feelings of feeling sorry for yourself out of your head or let it propel you into more thinking because there are ways, there are ways out. You just have to think like Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate lives what sounds like a pretty clean life because when you have people swat you and you have the powers that be, the fiat monsters that come to your house after swatting you, after taking on their little princess, Greta Thornburg, whatever the hell her name is, they try to cancel you and they can't cancel you. And they tried to arrest you. And they can't arrest you because they got nothing because you have CYA, cover your ass. If I will tell you anything, cover your ass. If you're dealing with people that you know are nefarious that want you either gone or in prison or dead, CYA. Make sure they got nothing. Video cameras. I'm telling you, listening devices record shit, like make documentation of everything. Think. And think some more and read. And I will tell you. If you're grateful for what you have and you can meditate on today and you have a low enough time preference and you can figure out what Bitcoin is, it's not a mystery. There's tons of stuff out there. And there is a great community out here for you to be a part of. We're not trying to get you into Lamborghinis and mansions and all that kind of stuff. What we're trying to get you into is a sound, non-fiat currency that you can trade with anyone around the world there, where you can't be censored. And the technology alone, what's coming with things like slash tags from this amazing company called Synonym that's in this space. is like layer three Bitcoin. We're talking about layer three technology already in the Bitcoin space where you can own whatever it is that you put online for other people to digest so that they can't silence you. So they can't silence your work, whether it's art, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a political uh, faction, whatever it is. Think learn the space learn learn the innovations learn the technology learn what's happening as a absolute result of things like the 2008 bailouts the covid tyranny the wars around the world which are banker wars which are mic wars which are political politician wars. Think, think your way out of it. Study, learn, evangelize to other people. Because if you don't, you're going to be filled day in and day out with rage and hate and spite. All the things that I've talked about in previous shows, from Dr. Hawkins and his uh, levels of, of, of consciousness. You're trying to not be in those places. You're trying to elevate yourself to a point of enlightenment, joy, love, peace. Knowing what's coming ahead, being prepared for it, studying, thinking is going to get you to that place being mad, and angry, and spiteful, and rageful, or ashamed, that's gonna get you killed. Mark my words, it will get you killed. Think, 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 think. And if you don't have food for thought, then you need to learn. You have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. You have to want to get the fuck out of this goddamn fiat system. More than anything in this world. There's a time to take stands. But there's a time also to think, to build, to create. To engineer. This space is filled with those kind of people. The Bitcoin community, the family that is welcoming you, helping, trying to trying to get as many people here as possible in this John Galt type of moment. Man, we are begging you people. Let's go. Let's think our way out of this. Let's get out and we can do that in mass. We just need everybody trying to do exactly that. Today, I have a reading. It is from uh, Dylan Healy and um, I hope you guys enjoy it. It talks you know, about Bitcoin, it talks about the, um, the mining subsidy and what you know, it's going to protect Bitcoin in the future. And there may be some of this might be some, you know, a little bit over some of your heads. It was over my head at one time. All this stuff was over my head at one time. Guys, I'm a crayon eater for God's sakes. I figured it out. And it comes with a lot of work. It comes with a lot of dedication and it comes with a desire to be free, to liberate yourself. The amazing thing is, is, When you take the time to help liberate not only yourself and you find that you can help others, this is where we actually really succeed. The engineering, the thinking, the innovation to be free. If there was ever a time, the time is now. Necessity being the mother of all invention is now the necessity to be free is helping people create so much right now that is exciting, that has never been done before, that is higher that, that, that is harnessing stranded energy in places that we've never thought about to help secure attacks against money against value, against what you have invested your time, your most precious resource on this earth for. This article by Dylan shows some of that engineering. It's what should give you hope in humanity. It is the way out without violence, without war and with peace, with joy, with fellow people who think as you do and when it all comes down to the end of the day I think most of us are the same I think most of us just want to be left the fuck alone I think we want to live our lives on whatever scale that is and then be left alone this article demonstrates a lot of how we secure that and the spirit behind what it's going to take to do it. It's exciting. It's hopeful. It offers peace to our fellow man. I hope you enjoy this article from Bitcoin Magazine by Dylan Healy. Even without a mining subsidy, these two factors will protect Bitcoin into the future. Many speculate that Bitcoin security will lapse with the end of the mining subsidy, but other factors will continue to incentivize miners. Dylan Healy December 29, 2022 This is an opinion editorial by Dylan Healy, a member of the Institutional Partnerships team at Bitcoin Magazine and the Bitcoin Conference. A topic that has received increased attention lately is the concern around Bitcoin's future security budget. This mainly stems from the worry that miner revenue will not be enough to offer adequate security in the future, post-block subsidy. Bitcoin miners play a crucial part in securing the network by proposing blocks of transactions which nodes then verify, accept, and update to the Bitcoin ledger. Competing against other miners to propose this new block to the chain, miners use intense computing power to complete the proof-of-work consensus algorithm and win the right to propose the new block. For this service, the winning miner receives a block award, which is made of two components, the block subsidy and the transaction fees. The block subsidy is the amount of new Bitcoin minted in each block, currently 6.25 Bitcoin. This subsidy of a new Bitcoin released from the total supply of 21 million is cut in half about every four years with the halving. The block subsidy currently makes up the vast majority of total miner revenue. Simplified The concern is that the transaction fee portion of the miner rewards will not be raised enough to make up the loss of the block subsidy, resulting in decreased security for the Bitcoin network and increased likelihood in attacks as miners are no longer incentivized to participate. My view, though, it is that most who are worried about this are misunderstanding Bitcoin's long-term game theory, incentive mechanisms, scalability, and adoption potential. With that being said this is a topic that should probably be discussed more publicly and not shrugged off as a non-issue there are people advocating for tail emissions to be added creating an increase in bitcoin's 21 million supply as a solution to the security budget issue which is concerning i believe the solution if you can call it that is already baked into the bitcoin incentive structure and adoption curve there are two parts one Transaction fees scaling with Bitcoin adoption and as a security measure, and two, Bitcoin mining transitioning to an auxiliary tool. Transaction fee scaling. When this issue is raised, it usually comes from somebody with a misunderstanding of how or why transactions fees will increase or advocating for proof of stake. Here's an example. Ironically, One of the reasons for the increased transaction fees could be a natural defensive reaction to an attack from a bad actor mining empty blocks to prevent users from transacting. If empty blocks are being mined, the mempool will fill with Bitcoin transactors that are raising fees, competing with each other to get in the next block. Riot Blockchain and Blockware Solutions released an incredible report outlining how this and similar attacks would be met with naturally occurring defense mechanisms from the Bitcoin immune system, most resulting in much higher transaction fees. Quote, under an empty block attack or other attacks attempting to stop users from transacting, it is in the self-interest of Bitcoin users to raise their transaction fees to get into the next block. The more empty blocks, the longer the attack lasts, the more pending transactions in the mempool, transaction fees could soar from 1 sat to 1,000 sats. The reward for one block could go from 0 Bitcoin to 10 Bitcoin, assuming the current maximum block size of 1,000,000 vbytes. The system is anti-fragile, and an empty block attack would be met by an endless market-based counterattack of high transaction fees and Knowledge of this counterattack would likely deter the attacker from this attack in the first place. Another example of fees raising as a result of the network defending itself would be a reaction to miners attempting to censor merchants. This example is covered more in depth in this article. Quote, if a majority miner is not accepting transactions from the merchants, then the censored merchants must either increase their fees or not transact at all. If a merchant cannot move their bitcoins, then they effectively have no value for the duration in which they are being censored. We can deduce that due to personal time preference. A merchant who is being censored will be willing to pay a higher confirmation fee proportional to the duration in which they are being censored, up to the theoretical maximum in which the fee is the entirety of the transaction. In addition to naturally occurring defensive incentives that would result in increased transaction fees, there are also countless arguments for transaction fees increasing as a result of Bitcoin adoption, specifically as a medium of exchange. As adoption increases, competition to add transactions to Bitcoin's scarce block space will increase, and this increases current fees, which then creates further demand for scaling solutions. The market will continue to present these scaling solutions as demanded. Some popular solutions now include exchange-batching transactions, the Lightning Network, and other Layer 2 and Layer 3 developments that can ultimately bundle thousands of Bitcoin transfers into one transaction that settles on-chain. When you understand Bitcoin's adoption curve, it is completely reasonable to assume that that the majority of normal user transactions will occur on additional layers or side chains. Final settlement of these more efficiently bundled transfers will occur on-chain, along with transactions that want increased security or institutions moving large values. The final settlement would warrant a much higher transaction fee. Admin note to briefly describe an image that he's inserted so that you can better understand this in the article. Uh, You can find the links in the show notes, but it is the uh, water cycle. But he has labeled things like the sun, the block space demand, the sea uh, with fish in it, users. The evaporation are the fees. The cloud uh, that forms from that evaporation is the mempool. The block rewards uh, in terms of snow or rain that rains down Uh, are are that and then the miners being the accumulation uh, of that on top of a mountain that flows down into utxos that flow out to the users it's actually a pretty good uh, example if you want to check it out like i said it's in the show notes bitcoin mining as an auxiliary tool the second route that should lower concern around miners dropping offline and reducing the overall security of the network is increased efficiency And a newer realization that Bitcoin miners can act as an auxiliary tool for other business practices. A highly overlooked development in the mainstream lately has been the Bitcoin miners' incentive to pursue stranded, wasted, or excess energy. Bitcoin mining offers a unique and new proposal for society, where untapped or untransportable energy can now be instantly sold to the Bitcoin network on site via mining. One of the most interesting innovations in this sector is ocean thermal energy conversion, OTEC, merging with Bitcoin. There is an incredibly in-depth article on how OTEC and Bitcoin can further energy production and efficiency here. Quote, Bitcoin has the potential to help unlock between 2 to 8 terawatts of clean, continuous, and year-round baseload power For one billion people, by harnessing the thermal energy of the oceans that turns Earth's oceans into an enormous renewable solar battery. It does this by combining warm tropical surface water and deep cold seawater to create a conventional heat engine. This simple idea is perfectly suited to be expanded to a planetary scale by Bitcoin's unique appetite for purchasing and consuming stranded energy from the prototypes and pilot plants that will be required to prove it works. Furthermore, by harnessing virtually unlimited quantities of cold water for cooling co-located ASIC miners, OTEC may very well be the most efficient and most ecological way to mine Bitcoin. This is just one example of how mining can become even more efficient over time. And with increased efficiency comes continued network security as it makes less sense for miners to go offline another admin note if you'd like to see a picture or diagram of the ocean thermal energy conversion and how it works there is one inserted into the article also linked in the show notes bitcoin mining is also now becoming an auxiliary tool for other industrial processes bitcoin miners compare with different industries and businesses and offer enormous benefits to seemingly normal business practices One mind-blowing example, ASICs used to mine Bitcoin generate heat. This heat can be used to boil water and create steam. Condensing the water again is a form of purification, and ultimately this can result in water distillation that was subsidized by mining, as was discussed in the recent Troy Cross interview. These ASICs that generate heat also need to be cooled with fans. Another mind-blowing concept is combining mining with businesses or industries that naturally create cool air. An example that Cross discussed was carbon capture facilities, which integrate enormous fan banks as part of their normal business operations. Pairing these fan banks with a mining operation subsidizes the cost of ASIC cooling. As these innovations get more developed, Simply adding Bitcoin mining to the countless unrelated industries and businesses that generate cooling or need heating will improve efficiency and reduce costs. Bitcoin mining is already heating greenhouses and distilling whiskey, while at the same time monetizing stranded or wasted energy. Over time, Bitcoin mining will continue to be paired with industries that make mining or normal business operations more profitable. Eventually, It will be ridiculous to not use your business' naturally generated heat or wasted energy on Bitcoin miners. Or, if your business happens to have enormous fan banks, it will become ridiculous not to point them at ASICs. All of this results in more positively incentivized miners over time, which maintains network security and has the potential to counterbalance the shrinking block subsidy. The combination of Bitcoin's adoption naturally leading to increased transaction fees over time and Bitcoin's mining shifting into an auxiliary tool for a wide range of independent industries demonstrate how the long-term security of the network is something to be optimistic about. This is a guest post by Dylan Healy. Opinions expressed are entirely their own and do not necessarily reflect those of BTC Inc. or Bitcoin Magazine. Fantastic article, Dylan. Uh, honestly, it shows exactly what we have to do. We have to think, we have to learn, we have to evangelize. We've got to put in the work. You want to be free? You got to work. You got to learn and you got to think. And you got to contribute and you got to evangelize. Super easy stuff, right? No, it's not easy. Being free was never easy. There's no pill for it. There is no there's no hack for it. Nothing. There is a technology for it. There is a lot of information for it, but there has to be work on your part. A lot of work goes into being anti-fragile, into being free, into being independent. I've said it before in the past. Independence is a verb. If you're not doing it, if you cannot survive, if you cannot be free of the system, then you're not independent you definitely shouldn't celebrate independence celebrating independence of other people the people who have found the escape hatch is crazy like i'm i'm all for it like listen i'm all for the people that have found the escape hatch and have fuck you money and all that other fun stuff like i'm all for it but to celebrate independence when you are not independent is silly To glorify a system that is built on murder, on theft, on force, and coercion. And to celebrate the people that uphold these god-awful laws is crazy to me. We are going to think our way through this after we learn, and then we are going to evangelize. That's what you got to do. So get out there and do it. Again, if you love the show, you can support it at radicalpod.com. Uh, there are links to Patreon, Patreon.com/radicalpod. If you got something to bring my attention, Shane at radicalpod.com. And if you want to send me a message, become a sponsor of the show, or any of that fun stuff as we roll into the new year, um, you can send all that information to that email address, Shane at radicalpod.com. Um, our affiliates: Swan Bitcoin and Fold. Uh, if you don't know them, they are also linked in the show notes and on the website. Uh, they are absolute class act organizations. And we are going to work with all of these people in this space to change it, to free ourselves, and to help free other people as this time goes on as a absolute referendum on the fiat system. Until next week, boys and girls, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt
1: people and don't take just that.